For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, once again, I'm Jim Gerhardt. My uh, colleague and good friend Bob Williams, of course, has uh, decided to, to join the hunt this morning. You brought this up a couple of times last week, and that is the Senate race in New Jersey. Yes. Which I have not followed because you figured here is Senator Menendez being a Democrat and having a the name that he does. He's a shoe in mm-hmm. the carte blanche of being a yeah. Democrat uh, yeah, in New Jersey. Lose? Right. I know. Well, if changes his name to McGillicuddy, the other guy's got a chance. <laughs> but he is now somebody's about to kick his. It's it's in. it's almost a dead heat. We're about a month away from the election, and uh, the last couple of polls that came out the last week or so, a dead heat. Isn't that incredible? That is absolutely Bob incredible. Yeah. I tell you, the the uh, the Senate delegation we have, we not only have uh, it's Senator Fart- or Spartacus, uh, <laughs> who is going to lead a what a gladiators' rebellion, oh which is what Spartacus did. What an embarrassment! I mean, it makes a total ass of himself yeah. every time he speaks yeah. publicly. But now, get this one now. This I just saw this morning. Uh, Senator Rand Paul uh, had introduced a bill or a measure that would cut funding to the Afghan military and police forces until they cleaned up a terrible situation of uh, having the officers and all, the, 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 the elite, having making sex slaves out of children. And but he introduced that and it makes kind of sense. Now, there's put pressure on him to cut this out. Right. This is terrible. And uh, here we're supposed to be over there fighting for some kind of righteousness. Yeah. And here you got the enemy buggering little children. Uh, And one of them so publicly that there was a situation a couple of weeks ago, a U.S. Army captain saw one in the act and stopped him, pulled him off and stopped it. The U.S. Army captain was arrested and he was hauled in and he I don't know if they court martialed him this you know our but he was called up he he lost his post oh goodness because of that he was interfering I guess with the cultural <laughs> climate all right but here's the thing all right this is the thing now Rand Paul wanted to stop that the only way he could think of doing it you can't moralize with people of that frame of mind so start cutting funding and yeah, until they cleaned yes, it up of course who stopped it in the Senate, who stopped the legislation? Spartacus? No, it no? was Senator Menendez. Oh, Menendez. Oh, for, okay. uh, Spartacus, he's off. God knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's decided he wants to be president. Unilaterally decided. <laughs> but uh, no, Menendez, Menendez. really. And so I don't know what his reasoning was, unless there's some liberal thing, again, that people should be allowed to practice their customs. I mean, even though this is a custom that is so odious, how could anybody not at least pay attention to it? But they killed the uh, committee that he's on, which I think he's on the foreign, uh, what is it, the uh, a foreign, foreign affairs Re- committee? Foreign relations committee? For, whatever yeah. it is, what Menendez is on. Okay. Uh, he killed it before he could get to the mm. proper committee that these things have to go through. But that's what we're dealing with here. This is awful. Uh, again, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, oh, gas tax? 
Yes, yep, four cents Up more. Yesterday. Yeah. The uh, gasoline tax is now 41 cents a gallon in New Jersey. We are, I believe, in the top 10 now. And it wasn't long ago that we had the second lowest gasoline yeah. tax in the country, second only to, I think it was Alaska. Uh, and uh, so it's up 20% more, and it's staged, as I understand it, so it'll go up more. Right. Is that the way it is? It's, uh, yeah, it's positioned that way. And it was yes. a fine time. Remember the old Kenny Rogers song, To Find Time to Leave Me, Lucille? Mm. Find Time to Tax Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comrade Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it. What gas is now like an average, what, 280, 285 a gallon? Uh, without, like without these recent gas increases over the last couple of years, the gas taxes, we'd be paying like 235 or 240 a gallon mm-hmm. here in the state. It's incredible. That's a sizable amount. Other things that politicians are up to. I, I was interested in this flap over the uh, governor hiring a formerly convicted uh, corrupt public official. Oh, yeah. You followed yeah. that? Yeah, I, I heard a little bit about it. Tell us. Now, he had hired this person who had been, I believe, a councilman in uh, one of the North Jersey yeah, towns. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yes. In which my guess is that he wasn't the only one, but somehow he mm-hmm. got caught. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I run a survey that uh, it was the most corrupt states. Now, New Jersey is not listed in the most corrupt states. Well, it's listed, but it's up like third to fifth or something like that. But it is number one in the most legally corrupt state. (laughs) I didn't know that there was such a category. Well, of course there is. Well, it's uh, what Sherry Sylvester's law that I quote this great journalist who once wrote in New Jersey. There is little legislation in New Jersey that does not create a financial opportunity for somebody. And I got a story later. I meant to get to this last week. While uh, foraging around in my garage, I came across an old folder. This would go back to the uh, early to the mid-90s. And there is a memo in here that I had often thought of and wished I had. And lo and behold, I did save a copy of it. It was from a group that were appointed by the governor to uh, make recommendations for elevating people to superior court judgeships. And uh, according to the article (laughs) and some public organizations, there was a little bit of hanky-panky going on in that, too. Mm. So I hope to get to that. But that is the legalized corruption. Okay. Essentially, what it's saying is that people who had supported raised money for the party probably were going to get a black robe and a gavel. Mm. People who didn't raise enough money (laughs) (laughs) would keep on with whatever job they happened to have at the time. Um. So we'll talk about that, but but back to the governor and the uh, convicted uh, public official. It's an interesting thing. Uh, normally, I thought when a person is convicted in New Jersey of a of public corruption, in addition to whatever punishment is, they are barred from yeah. public jobs. That, that's is, what is I that thought not, too. I, that's what I thought. I mean, yeah. obviously, not the case. But the here. governor said, and again, hypothetically and theoretically. His point was made. Well, so what? He got caught. He did the time. He served his punishment. He said he was sorry. Now, aren't we supposed to just welcome a person back in? In other words, he went off to the Gray Bar Hotel to get corrected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the correction system, he was corrected. Mm. So why not bring this correct man back? He may be more correct than he was to start. So, uh, But I understand that the man did resign to get out of the whole flap. Mm. There was some uh, objection to it. So what now? What are, what's going on in New Jersey that that has uh, gotten your attention this week? 
Um, just just the gas tax that really just bothered me. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, you know it's an extra four and a half cents, and I think a couple of other taxes went up. The Airbnb, yeah. if you own an Airbnb, they're I didn't know what an Airbnb you. was. I that's where you can to do with flying, but I guess <laughs> no, not. That's where you can the rent out rent out your uh, your hotel. Uh, your your your, yeah. your home is a hotel room for the night yeah. for, on, on on the internet. If anybody wants to know, I think Dan Alexander did the piece. If I'm not mistaken, from our news department, uh, one of our good news writers at piece on the taxes other than the gasoline tax, right. which, of course, is going to get the uh, the lion's share of attention. Mm-hmm. Now, the gas tax is supposed to have gone to what was called the Transportation Trust Fund. Now, obviously, for many years, there was no Transportation Trust Fund. There was no such thing as a trust fund for public monies. All public monies generated in the, by the state of New Jersey went into the general fund. And so, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, It's supposed to go to transportation. Well, it went everywhere but transportation for so many years, and they had to do so much borrowing, we're in trouble. So the people went to the polls a couple of years ago, as I recall, and voted in one of the public questions to have all monies raised from gasoline tax put into a fund that had must go directly to uh, transportation, road projects and public transportation and the like. It's a shame that it came to that, wasn't it? Well, it came to that, but the interesting thing is what we all knew at the time, they're going to get around it. Uh, But one thing that I thought was really fun back in the Whitman administration, (laughs) Christy Whitman uh, was running against uh, Jim Florio, who was running for re-election, who had taken a heck of a whipping. But by the end of his term, which would have been about 93 or 94, by the end of his term, his popularity had, I don't know if you call it popularity, his acceptance had risen a bit so that it was an election. Now, Christine Todd Whitman had also appointed her brother as her campaign manager. Mm. Now, her brother was a Montana cattle farmer, and I don't know if he had had any experience (laughs) in anything except brothering, right? (laughs) But he came, and her campaign, the Republican campaign, during the summer of that election year, kept going down and down, and Florio was pulling up. Well, finally, she got out. Uh, she she got rid of him and got in a crackerjack uh, campaign manager, and so he started by this big dramatic thing: "If I am elected, I will cut taxes by thirty three percent." And so that got attention, and so her poll numbers went up, and they hammered and hammered away. Well, you see, after the uh, the Florio tax blitz. And the tax rebellion, the taxes were big subjects still on yeah. people's mind. And so she was going to reduce your taxes by that much. Well, how she did that, just before the election, she came out, because I remember we, uh, she announced it here on the radio station. We were doing an Ask the Governor program, which I did at that time. Mm-hmm. And she announced it. It went right by me, but I saw a bunch of reporters outside of the studio jump up and start running for the phones. <laughs> then it occurred to me she has this was after she was elected. After she was elected, of course. And she had she had actually done it. How she did it, they took the entire transportation trust fund and moved it over to pay for the Department of Transportation for <laughs> four years. <laughs> Clever. Genius. <laughs> very, very clever. Yeah. So here you did actually were able to cut a few uh, taxes. But by the same token, you got us way down in the hole, down to the bottom of the pit so far as infrastructure was concerned. 
But that's the kind of stuff they used to do. Mm. And I do not see any uh, signs of metanoia or no. reform. <laughs> and now we have to worry that the, the gas tax is going to come up short because people are driving less or using less gasoline, so therefore the revenues for the gas... Oh, they came up with the shortfall. Now they're right. 100 and some million dollars shortfall. Right. So, and you know whose fault it is? It's mine. It's yours? I'm driving a Prius. Oh, you're honestly, not, you're honestly, not matters. the state of Washington actually started charging a surcharge tax on hybrid cars because it was cutting into their gas tax <laughs> revenue. Oh, man. I don't know how long that lasted. But uh, I would not be surprised in New Jersey. Shame on us. And we sit here and we talk about electric cars now. And we talk about uh, what Mike Strisky about the hydrogen yeah. fuel cell cars, which are coming in right now. They're probably never going to panic. They're never going to see the light of day because of all of the, the late uh, regulations again, against it. Yeah. This is what we had talked about with Mike. You've got yeah. the answer. You get all of your power from the sun. And astronomers tell us the sun's not going to go out for a while. Right. Well, hopefully, right. you know, that they did. Yeah. But, um, and it's here. But there are too many interests contrary to that. When you think about the oil industry, the fuel industry, the automobile industry, who actually General Motors, remember, recalled a very successful electric car because it didn't need maintenance. And the dealers were complaining like what hell you, because 25% of their income had to come from a million miles. And you know, they didn't have to do anything yeah. to the car. Uh, but, but also throw into the woodpile the fact that the politicians are not going to have that huge fund of money to play around with from a gasoline tax. Yeah. So there we go. A lot of stuff kicking around this morning. And uh, we will continue after a very well-chosen word or two. Hi, I'm Jim Gearhart. I'd like to uh, tell you another story about Robert Dukansky at REMAX First Advantage. An investor in Port Reading found out the power of Rob Dukansky's marketing and why having a huge database of buyers is so important. Now, the buyer purchased and renovated a home, but it was sitting directly across from the turnpike, and that meant trouble. But no problem for Rob Dukansky. Rob and his team came in. They designed a specific marketing plan, matched the buyers to it. After 13 showings in two weeks, a bidding war took place, and it got him over the asking price. Now, that is the power of Rob Dukansky. Rob guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or he'll buy it. No risk, because he'll let you out of the contract anytime. So what do you do if your real estate agent can't sell your home? Why, well, you call the official real estate agent of 101.5, and the only agent I would think of calling if I needed to sell my home, that's Rob Dukansky, 855-350-1015, 855-350-1015. Or go online to robsellsnj.com and start your packing. Yeah, we have kicked in, gotten a little bit outside our usual focus, which is New Jersey, about this going on in Washington, these uh, Supreme Court hearings, which basically will determine whether the Constitution will stand right. for another number of years or be disassembled by the left. And the process just so, goes on and on you know, you and were, on. You watch, I haven't watched any of it, but you were telling it, me that you saw our distinguished Senator... Senator Spartacus. From New Jersey. Oh, he was in rare form the last day before they took the vote last Friday, and he was just very, very... Um, I, I guess disrespectful to uh, Judge Kavanaugh, uh -huh. and uh, he asked uh, Kavanaugh a question, and then I guess Kavanaugh didn't answer his question directly enough, and he's like, "Oh, thank you, sir. 
uh, no, you didn't answer my question, yeah. sir, and all that sir stuff. Well, it, you know it, he, it wasn't respectful. It was disrespectful. He's like a kid who's sitting in a big bay window, yeah. sticking his tongue out at everybody who goes by, trying to get attention. And his eyes were popping out attention. of his, his out of yeah. his head. It was like he was yeah. he was like these, possessed. It was like people, very very emotional. These politicians, the whole bunch, everybody involved in that is just showboating for their own careers. Yeah, and you know how Diane Feinstein who was about to be defeated in a primary, and she doesn't want to give up the job, the right. senator from San Francisco. And so she had to come up with something before the election or she's going to be whipped in the primary election. Yeah. And so she comes up with this woman with the accusation. And so they're all covering their own butts is what's going on right. with very little sincere care about ideology or, or, yeah. or any of it. But um, the to show you how bad this has gotten. And I'm going to back up a little bit here because I talked about this a bit last week. This to me is the slippery slope that we are going down right now. And I will end with the, how this relates to this particular uh, affair in Washington. Uh, You know, the group that I talked about with all the initials have decided that the government should set up gulags which are internment camps yeah. for anybody who questions transsexualism. That's the way they put it. So what you're getting into now is what Alan Dershowitz, the, the famous lawyer, has called the criminalization of opinion. Now, we start, as I'd said, with sensitivity training. And that's supposed to change your mindset. It's kind of a benign boot camp. Now, if that doesn't work, and you have not come over and believed everything the left or the hard left or their their supporters would have you believe, then these people want you to be declared mentally defective Mm -hmm. and therefore put in an institution. And the next step, and I'll just sort of cover the steps, the next step is that this will become illegal to hold such an opinion or thoughts, and you will be put in a prison-type camp. Finally, you get down to extermination of dissidents, people who think differently. Well, we saw that in Russia. It's it's, now uh, here. And now we're talking about opinions now. And this I emphasize now. How about this one? I saw this this morning and it was on the Internet and somehow got taken off because it was so crass. This is a it said a professor, a prominent professor, whoever that is, said that white senators, Congress, in that committee hearing and in the Senate, who supported the Kavanaugh nomination deserve miserable deaths for it. Oh, God. Now, let me throw something else out and, here. And this is America. No, oh, yeah, okay. Now, no, why, does, why, does why does this get my attention? Having this opinion, all these senators have was an opinion. They didn't touch anybody, hurt anybody. They didn't do anything. They didn't propose anything. They had an opinion for which, in this case, they deserve death, according to this person, which is an opinion. Now, let me go back to the 13th century for an exact parallel. In the 13th century, Pope Innocent II could have been the third. I don't know. There's so many of them interchanging back then. There was, you get out and duke it out over who gets to be Pope. <laughs> but any, he said, and I quote, I quote this papal degree, a decree. Anyone holding an opinion of God that is in variance with church doctrine shall be burned without mercy. Now, how does that relate to you? Because, well, that's the medieval church. No, this left 
their righteousness is equal to that of the medieval church. Yeah. It's just as bad. Mm-hmm. They would not, I do not think at some point they, they are going to. So what you got here in 800 years, you got the same church, different pew. I mean, they call themselves some political ideologues yeah. as opposed to or, or the left, whatever it is. I, I can never figure out a good name for them, but you know the group. Yeah. And it's exactly the same thing. Anyone having an opinion of God that is different from church doctrine shall be burned without mercy. Now, what does this person say? This person says that any the senators who expressed an opinion in support should be killed. What's the difference? What's the difference? There is, it doesn't sound like there is. The only difference, difference is right now, back in the 13th century, the Pope had the power to do it. Now they do not, but they are sure as hell getting close. And this is what I was saying is the slippery slope that we're allowing ourselves to go down. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know what else those senators could do as far as to accommodate the opposition in these hearings. I mean, they basically deferred the, their questioning and the interview of Senator of uh, Judge Kavanaugh to a prosecutor, a crimes prosecutor. Uh, I don't understand what else they they gave them an extension. They the the Democrats wanted that FBI final investigation of Kavanaugh before they would go to that. A full now that Senate was a Republican vote. senator from Arizona who right. is on record as detesting the president. Right. And Jeff I don't Flake. know where he stands. See, see, these people are playing for their next election. They're well, he, not well, playing. He, see, now, Flake, Flake, I don't know where he stands because Flake is not running again. He is. He said he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is his goodbye present to it's Trump. It's probably his goodbye. Because the, the, yeah, know, right. A shot at President Trump. But now I saw the story this morning that he has even said. They, they ordered a, what, a, a, a week investigation yeah, by a, the it's FBI. It's supposed to wrap up now, by the, the end FBI of this week. Now, the FBI in the past, we know, has had very definite liberal democratic leanings with some of these stories and the people right. that have been weeded out. Now, I don't know that they do. Let us say that they don't and that they're very objective now. Uh, and so this person comes back and says, well, I hope they do a thorough investigation. Well, what the hell does the FBI do? I mean, you're, you're, you're turning loose a... An organization with thousands of agents right. and people, so uh, it, it's it's uh, it's disgusting the the length to which the indecencies to which these people will go to hang on to a little bit of petty political it's, it's power. power. That's what it is. It's they're they're not looking for the best candidate. Purely power. You know, Purely power. You know, if mm-hmm. Kavanaugh is rejected or or if mm-hmm. he steps back because of all this nonsense, no. the next person they're going to find double the amount. Well, now they say even if he's put on the Supreme Court, if the Democrats win the Senate and the House, they're going to impeach him. And because naturally the implication is that whatever any of these women say is true. I mean, anybody can run up now in Washington and say, ah, he ravished me, you know, back in so oh, they're bringing up things And it could have been a person who wasn't even in the country at the time. It will be declared, oh, yes, he did that. Yeah, they're bringing up stuff from uh, high school or college that he had fights in a bar or something like that. They're digging stuff wow. up like crazy this wow. week. Oh, 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 oh. Will you excuse me a quick second? Sure. Can, oh, can you reach over there and hand me that bag? I, I got something interesting in there. Now, reach in, there's a book, little book in the, one of the pockets, the, in the small pocket. Yeah, I've I got to do this. I meant to do this. This is from a little book called The Dumbest Thing Politicians Ever Said. Now, I'm going to do this time, uh, page 35 is William Jefferson Clinton. 
Speaking of molestation of ladies. <laughs> uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. I, I hadn't marked it quite as well as I thought I had. This is a quote from uh, William Jefferson Clinton. And he was <laughs> to show you <laughs> how strong that particular drive or proclivity is in people, which, of course, is now overlooked. You know, but he was looking. He said, you know, I quote the president, you know, if I were a single man, I might ask this mummy out. That's a good looking mummy. <laughs> Who is he talking about? A newly discovered Incan mummy named Juanita. <laughs> oh, well, all right. Couldn't resist that one. Couldn't resist that. That's okay. a great little book you got there. <laughs> it is, it's an interesting book. I, I, I've, uh, I think before I've mentioned some of the stupidest things Republicans ever said. But uh, uh, this it says the stupidest things Democrats ever said. Turn it upside down. It goes back to the stupidest things Republicans ever said. <laughs> and it's full of them. You wouldn't believe it. Amazingly, half the Republican stupid things were said by former Vice President Dan Quayle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he won't win any spelling bees, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing I did want to mention. Yeah. Do we have a moment? Sure. Uh, because this did come up, and it's, it's a fairly serious matter. Uh, there's a move now to reduce the amount of homework the kids take. Have you seen that? I, yes. Uh, which, thank goodness it, my kids are out of, of uh, grade school. But you see, the thing, this is, we used to argue about that, uh, or, or, you know, when I was on the air here, we are doing the morning show, people, their opinions of it. What's happened, and I don't want to get into a long thing and go down a long path myself here about how this all started with the organization and the institutionalization of staffs, uh, because then everything is done for the convenience of the staff rather than for the goal, which is education. Hence the homework piling up. Now, here's the thing. I went to high school, all the schools. You did, Bob. Now, you went to school later than I did, so maybe things had changed. I will say, I do not remember an instant of taking a book home from school in high school. Yeah, pretty that, much. That was, my, that was my biggest thing in the transition to college, Yeah, which you know I made. I did not take a book home. Why? Because we learned in school. Now, mm -hmm. I went to a very good high school. My grades were good enough that I got into a very, rather highly rated, academically rated college, fit right in, worked right in. They didn't have to have a year's remedial training like they do now for kids coming out of high school. Oh, it's getting even more We and went more. in and we picked it up, even got into advanced courses from what we had learned in high school. We were a bunch of geniuses. This is just a bunch of normal kids, right. you know, down in the Southern Appalachians, which mm. compounds the situation where education wasn't the highest premium. But we'd learned enough to, 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 to qualify for that and to go on to their, in my class, good number, small class, but they turned to be doctors, professors. Uh, professional people of all sorts, and we didn't do any homework. Rarely did we have a piece of homework. Why? We were taught in school. Yeah. The instruction was So what the more. hell is the staff doing in school? Well, we will ask that question next week, mm. the musical question, what the hell are they doing in classes nowadays that the kids aren't learning anything? They have to go home and be the responsibility of parents who are totally damn worn out from busting their tails trying to get their kids educated so they can get into a, have a better life. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a bad cycle here. Yeah. Okay, on that happy note, 
next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the new Jim Gerhardt podcast. Still cooking and it's bigger than ever. From NJ1015.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.